Welcome back, everybody, to the Nosebleed Sports Podcast. I am Chris Witt, and with me, as always, is Mr. Adam Schmidt. Adam, how are you today, sir? Doing very well. Uh, I had some ups and downs today. I, I had a full day. I, I laughed as hard as I've laughed in a very long time. Um, I, I was also sad today because the San Antonio Spurs lost, and they won't be in the playoffs now, but um, we'll get to that in a little bit. <clears throat> yeah, we will definitely get to that in a little bit. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, overall, pretty good day. How uh, how are you? So you, how often do you um, do you rank your day based off of Jim Valvano's speech? <laughs> yeah, I, did I feel like that's what you're. Those things, huh? Uh, yeah, you did. <clears throat> yeah, no, you know what? I didn't even think about that, but you're right. You're right. Yeah, it's a, it did you a cry? Full, it was a full day. I did cry from laughing. <laughs> there you go. Then you had a full day. Yeah, you definitely had a full day. Had a full day. But how that's, was your day? That's, you that's not, my you answer. How was your day, brother? My day was crazy. I, I I had some work. Worked all day. Got home. Took the boy to baseball practice. Baseball practice went almost three hours. No, that's not correct. Two hours after baseball was actually done. We are still at the field, which is fun because the boys want to keep playing. But it's also a school night, which means I was there till 10 o'clock at night. Almost 10 o'clock at night. So uh, which brings me to something that I'd like to ask you about, Adam. So tonight we had to do quick dinner, but the kids still needed a bath. It's a school night. It is what it is. We got to get it done. No baths tonight. We did. We all did showers. All the kids got showers. Adam, how do you feel? I, I was thinking about this as we were talking earlier. What are your feelings towards the bath? My kids love baths. I haven't taken a bath in years. I can't even tell you. I don't even remember the last time I took a bath. Actually, I do. I, uh, I slid. It was the last time I slid, it was two years ago. Last time I slid into a base, tore my leg up. My shin was totally tore up, and I took a bath to try to soak it. Was Terrible it, idea. Was this an Epsom salt bath? Was this a hydrogen no. peroxide bath? No, it was, it was water. I just used water in a bathtub because I don't know how to do any of that other stuff. But I want to know what your feelings are towards baths because I have a, a specific feeling about baths. Um. I mean, the classic thing is, you know, the classic joke is who has time for one. Uh, I, I don't know the last time I, I felt. I mean, I guess I've had times where I was like, I, I, I did have time for a bath if I wanted to take one. But that's not the way I want to spend my time. I have not taken a bath in probably maybe 30 years. That's no lie. And that's so since you were like 10 years old. Yeah. They're thereabouts. I got to tell you something. So I've taken a few baths in my time every once in a while. And I get to this point every, I don't know, four, five, six, seven years. And I go, you know what? I'm going to soak in this bathtub, right? Let's let everybody talks about it, soaking. First off, I've never been in a bathtub that fits my body. I'm not a huge person. Like I'm not tall, but either my knees are up out or, you know, something's got to be out of the bathtub. Mm -hmm. And to, to sit there and stare at my naked, wet body under the water <laughs> is already disgusting. All right. Don't want to do that. And number two, 
it's almost always for the last, I don't know, 15 years, 17, 20 years, whatever. Every time I've decided to take a bath has been after a, a baseball or softball game. Like something happened, I'm sore, something's going on. It's the most disgusting thing in the world. I end up taking a shower afterwards because I'm just soaking in my own filth. I think baths are disgusting. I agree with you. And also because unless you, unless you like clean and sanitize and bleach the, the floor of your bathtub before you do that, all the showers and everything, I mean, you're going to have some dirt and some grime at the bottom of your bathtub all the time, uh, you know, un, un, until right after you clean it. The only and, thing touching the bottom of your bathtub, though, is your butt and your feet because everything else is off of the ground because you can't, nothing can lay in there. So really the dirtiest part of the bath is everything else. Literally all of the water is dirtier bottom of the bathtub yeah I, I don't know yeah I, I i don't i don't know that i'll ever take a bath again in my life I, maybe you know maybe maybe sometime i'll i'll uh be feeling special and uh light some candles and you know turn out the light and fill the bathtub up and and uh put on some 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 nice music and uh i don't know just 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 take some time you know what i mean that'd be so that'd be so great Speaking of taking time, Adam, that brings us to our very first segment, which has become my favorite segment of the podcast. Adam, you love walking in these beautiful months of spring and summer. We all know about the very first story of the lovely young woman who called you a crack a thug. So, Adam, please, what is your most up to date story, walking story with crack a thug? Chris, over the weekend, I took my first maskless walk. Um, so, you know, a, a milestone. Good for you. First maskless walk. Um, and I'll tell you, it was, it was on a Saturday afternoon. And, uh, of course, I walked past way more people than I've ever walked past before on the day that I chose to not wear a mask for the first time. <laughs> um, so, I you know, love your germaph- I love your germophobia. I yeah, love it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh but it, you know it, it feels like it's just about that time to 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 start, you know, doing that kind of stuff. So I did it and not only did I walk past a lot of people. And I I I walked along some pretty major roads, so it was it was not as easy when I see people up ahead. Normally I see people up ahead, plenty of time to cross the street turn down the next street before we meet or whatever. Um, but I, I didn't have that opportunity as much this time. Not only did that happen, but I'm walking past a UDF. UDF, if you're not from around here, uh, are just where all of the people who have issues, I, I mean, just the most troubled clientele, we'll call them. And so I'm walking past the UDF. I've, I've not, I used to go to UDF almost every single day. That's not an exaggeration before the pandemic started. I I've been in a UDF five or six times in the last year and a half. So I'm, I'm walking past the UDF just up the street and I hear somebody yell, excuse me from the parking lot. And 
I, I kind of ignore it at first because I didn't know for sure if they were talking to me. And also I was just kind of trying to ignore it. And, but they said it again. And so I look back and it's this lady, she's got a van and she's stopped in the parking lot. And I don't think she's a customer there. I think she stopped because she doesn't know where she is. Uh, I, I, she could speak English, but it wasn't her first language. Um, and so she wanted to know where she needed to go and she had her phone. So she starts showing me her phone from, I don't know, 30 feet away. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I'm like, okay, so do I try to talk to this lady from this far away and try to figure out what she needs? Or do I walk all the way up to her phone and see what she's talking about and stand right next to her and, 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 uh, nestle heads together while we both look at her phone at her three inch screen so i i kind of get a little closer a little closer a little close and she keeps trying to kind of show me her phone she's got the gps pulled up but i don't know i don't know what app she's using i don't know if it's uh, maps.com or MapQuest or whatever one of the first ones were because i i don't i didn't recognize it but um She's got it up and she's got the map up when it comes. I'm a, definitely a visual guy. I'm a visual learner and all that. But when it comes to maps, I'm a little better with written directions. Okay. 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 Um, but I, I, you know, I've gotten better over the years. My sense of direction's gotten better and everything. And look, I was in my neighborhood. I should know where I am for the most part. And we, and we live on the West side of Cincinnati. So the west side of Cincinnati is not the most easy place to get around. I mean, it's it's a lot of back roads. It's a lot of side streets. It's not like you're jumping on a highway. You're not jumping on a main state route to get from here to there. It's a whole lot of back and forth. So, so understandably, she has no idea where to go. A lot of neighborhoods, a lot of side streets. Right. Yeah. So, um, but she's got it pulled up. She's got the route. And I get up, eventually get all the way up to her because I, I, I at this point, I've committed to helping her. I want to try to help this lady. <laughs> she obviously doesn't know where she's at. Good for you. And But the thing is, she's showing me her phone. Number one, I don't have my glasses on. <laughs> old man. Oh, my gosh. I forgot. You got here. readers now. I forgot oh, about that. That's right. So that's one thing. Number two, I'm not going to touch her phone. I need, I need to be able to, like, like you know do this do the pinch the pinch and open uh-huh. up thing i Zoom need to expand it a little bit i need to really take a look at it and i need to see an address i should have just that's what i should have done is asked her what is the address you're trying to go to i could see the destination on the phone but it was just a line with some turns and you're here and this is where you need to go and i it was hard to tell what streets she was trying to turn on so She's like, is this, do I go up here? And I keep, I'm looking at the phone and I'm really trying and I'm like, but I can't really see exactly where it's saying like which direction she's supposed to be going on this, on this street. And we were at a big intersection too. So uh, it was kind of hard to tell where, cause she's standing here in the parking lot with her phone. Yeah. yeah you don't know what you're supposed to go sure. that way, that way. And- that way and we all know we all know that you of all people are definitely not touching her phone exactly i'm not touching her phone she needed to hand it to me and i needed to control it 
I was going to say, me, myself, I'm walking up to her and I'm going, let me see that thing. Let me tell you where you're at. Give me that phone. Let me see that phone. I might even lick it just to make sure I got the right, well, maybe make sure I'm tasting the right direction here. Hold on a second. <laughs> I have no doubt. No doubt you would do that. Um, no, but that's what I should have done. Or I should have said, what is the, tell me the address you need to go to. I don't know if it's a person's house or if she would have been comfortable with that or not, or Maybe it's some sort of, a, uh, I don't know, a clinic or uh, I don't know. But <laughs> I could have taken my phone out of my pocket and put it in there and been able to control it on my phone. And I didn't think to do that. So what I did was told her, yeah, yeah, I think, yep. I think you just want to go up here and then turn right. And I, I you know, it could have been right. That's the thing. It could have been right. You know, so uh, maybe you, it was right. That is I don't know. I don't know what's worse. I don't know if it's worse to ignore someone and act like you have no idea they're even talking to you or to acknowledge the fact that they need help and then be so nervous about anything that's involved with helping them that you just go, yeah, 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 yeah. you're right. That woman is still to this day lost in Shivya. She's driving, she's driving around on Glenway Avenue looking for somewhere to turn. Cause she, I don't know, man. I, I, I don't know. I don't oh know if she God. made it. I don't know if she, uh, I, I don't know. It was Adam that is, was thing. Is, as many things as we have in common. There are so many things that we have that are not in common. You're in right. our personalities. I love every second of it. <laughs> I love, I'm, I'm growing to, I'm, this might be my favorite segment. This might take over the comedy segment, the Mount Rushmore segment. I believe Walking Stories with Cracker Thug. I believe we learn more about Adam Schmidt on this podcast from that. I have a feeling there will be walking stories coming up in the next handful of weeks that are going to uh, involve cicadas. Oh, I can't wait I have for a feeling. those. How do you feel about the skaters? Are you worried? Are you nervous? Are you, are you, you're not a scared of a bug. You're not, I don't, I don't take, I mean, I've known you for, you know, 37 years. I don't take you as a super scared of bugs kind of guy. I'm a super scared of bugs kind of guy, but um, I, I understand that these, they can't bite you or sting you or anything like that. So I, I it's, it's going to be weird. Like I, I'm, I, it's going to be annoying. Some, it's going to be annoying. Yeah. And it, it, it's, I think for the most part, they kind of stick to trees and things like that. Um, once in a while, if I remember right from 17 years ago, you're going to get some that once in a while, you're going to get one that just flies and lands on you. And uh, um, I, the only, I mean, if they if one just flies and I don't see it coming and it just like hits my face, I'm going to, I'm going to do this. Yeah. Freak this out. Number. Yeah. See, I was tw so so. I was twenty years old last time these came. Mm -hmm. I don't remember that. I don't remember a really bad infestation of cicadas. And they're saying that where I live, the neighborhood I live in, is supposed to be like ground zero. Yep. And and uh, I, I mean, I'm 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 semi excited, but I also I feel like it's being a little uh, over pumped. I feel like it's. I feel like it's not going to be nearly as bad as everybody makes it out to be. You could be right. There's a, uh, speaking of, there's a university in the neighborhood that you live in and like, I've got the app. I've got the app. Do you? 
And, and there's like yep. a, an expert, like a cicada expert yep. uh, that works there. That is like Mount St. Joe. Yep. Mount, Mount St. Joe has an app. They've created an app that is wor- uh, worldwide known for this cicada. Uh, it, it's every single year in different parts of the country. These cicadas, these 17 and 12 and seven year and 13 year or whatever annual pop up <laughs> annual right and and he or whatever this this department it at mount st joe has an app and it's all about studying these cicadas i downloaded the app i haven't seen a cicada so i can't take a picture and show anybody but they're coming out I'm, they're they're getting more i'm seeing more and more pictures you my friend i believe saw a cicada that's right saw my first one on sunday have not seen one since then we're three days later but i've seen one so far I'm excited. I live next to, I have a ton of woods behind me. I've got a pool. I can't wait to swim and just have cicadas everywhere. I'm super stoked about it. I'm eating a cicada. That's my goal for this year. I'm eating a cicada. Speaking of really quick story. um, Do you have the, uh, what's it called? It's the next door app. No, I don't know what that is. That sounds, that sounds kind of creepy. It's a little creepy. There's uh, it, it's like a neighborhood watch sort of thing, sort of. So it's, oh. like, it's like for your neighborhood and people get on there and say, Hey, you know, what's, uh, it, it's really kind of stupid. Cause people, some people get on there and put their like political opinions on it. And people say, I lost my dog and uh, you know, that kind of stuff. <clears throat> so okay. or, you know, okay. can you suggest a plumber and that kind of thing? So, uh, but I saw one today that somebody posted from your neighborhood since we, since we're talking about this. And it made me laugh. These poor people, I'm sorry, but they lost their 40-year-old tortoise. Okay, it escaped. Their 40-year-old tortoise escaped its outdoor enclosure. All right. And and uh, the grandchildren are crushed. I just want to tell you that. And um, if you see it, please let us know. But the funniest part at the end, it says, his name is Tommy. So... Oh, but hold on. And he recognizes his name. Chris, if you're uh, if you're out cutting the grass or something, keep an eye out for Tommy. And if you see a 40-year-old tortoise, give him a shout. Hey, Tommy, he'll look right at you. And you'll All know right. that's Tommy. You let me know. I, contact this old gal and uh can I and tell you something? T- tortoise back. I want to tell you something real fast. Yeah. I don't know what next door app is. When you first mentioned Nextdoor app, I'm thinking like Girl Next Door. I'm thinking this is some kind of dating website or something that you're about to talk to me about. That's why I was a little standoffish. So anyway, <laughs> that being said, now that I know what this app is, I 100% want to join the app so I can put fake funny stories like that. That is 100% fake. That is not a true story. Uh, not even a little bit. No, that is somebody going, oh my gosh, I'm getting on with all these quack jobs on this, on this app. And I'm going to tell them that my tortoise escaped because he just took off and jumped the fence. Listen, uh, I think that's a hundred percent fake. They've got a picture of him. They've got a picture of Tommy on there. No. Yeah. They got a picture of Tommy, the tortoise picture of Tommy. Um, here, maybe I can. Oh no, it's got kind of has the address on there. I was gonna put 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 it up to the uh camera, but I won't do that. All right. 
Tommy looks like a nice guy. Just keep an eye out for him. That's all I wanted to tell you. All right. That sounds good. I'll, I will do my best to keep an eye out for Tommy the Tortoise. Um, speaking of Tommy the Tortoise, mm-hmm. guy guy that – I love Tommy the Tortoise. I love all tortoises. Yeah, I, you're known for that, honestly. I, I'm known for Everybody my that tortoise. knows you knows how much you love tortoises. My tortoise love is on a whole nother level. Um, I also – love Xavier basketball and Xavier basketball has given me a million ups, a few downs and, and and a lot of good and bads. And back in the day, uh, there was a man by the name of Skip Prosser. He was, he was an incredible coach at Xavier university. He went on to Wake Forest. He, he died uh, way too early, but Skip Prosser had a friend. And his friend was a band named Dino Gaudio. Dino Gaudio, obviously by the name, you can tell the guy looks like an Italian gangster everywhere he goes. Super great guy. Every time I've ever heard a story or anything about him has been good. Chris Mack was an assistant coach, played under Skip Prosser, was an assistant coach under Skip Prosser with Dino Gaudio. Skip Prosser gets the job at Louisville. Did I say Skip Prosser? Chris Mack. Chris Mack gets the job at Louisville after Louisville goes through what might be the worst scandal in the last 30 years in college basketball with Rick Pitino and everything that went on in that Louisville Cardinal program. Louisville can't get out of its own way. I don't know the whole story. I know you know a good bit of it. Uh, you read some articles. All I know is I'm listening to the radio and I hear that assistant coach who had just been fired two days before this. Assistant coach Dino Gaudio of the Louisville Cardinals. I don't know if he was arrested or if he's charged with federal. Uh, now, nah, what's the word? Give me the word. Extortion. Extortion. Federal extortion. Federal extortion charges have been filed against Dino Gaudio. Adam, give us the story. I want I want to hear the story from your point of view and from what you read and give you my honest feedback. Okay, so from what I understand, I, I, I'm sure I'm missing some details here, but uh, from what I've read, Dino Gaudio, as you mentioned, was fired along with uh, assistant coach Luke Murray. Let's bring him back. Let's bring Luke Murray back to Xavier basketball. We need Bill back. Oh, in the whoa. Well, hold on. Hold on. Sorry, now. Was just hold little, on now. Was just a quick little. No, no. You know, I'm with you. Like, like when, when I had, se- I had season tickets, uh, six rows behind Chris Mack's wife. Mm-hmm. And that's where, when, when Bill Murray came to a Xavier game, he sat literally six rows in front of me in the exact same section Whenever he came to a game, we, we were, I, I, I saw the guy constantly when he was at Xavier games, but, but if Dino Gaudio is fired and he's got federal extortion charges and Luke Murray was fired at the exact same time, let's, let's kind of sit back and uh, see what old Luke Murray's got and got, got in store for himself. Well, I, I, luckily, he hasn't been mentioned uh, with any of this stuff. And it sounds like this is a 
solo thing for Dino Gaudio. So what happened was he got fired. Dino Gaudio got very upset about being let go uh, at Louisville and threatened to send videos to the NCAA of violations of rules um, in that were the, the production of recruiting videos. And, what? And the use of grad assistance in practices. So apparently there are rules against both of those things. And he had videos of those uh, happening. And he, he sent the videos to the administration at Louisville and said, I am sending these to the NCAA if you do not pay me another 17 months of my salary or give me that lump sum of money right now. So that was the, that's the case. Uh, that's the that's the bare bones of the case. Um, he already, I immediately done done. I'm sorry. He he already it's it's already so it came out. They I, I the administration and what the weird thing is is Dino Gaudio and Chris Mack have been friends for a long time. And Forever. Mac, and Mac flat out said he 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 screwed us here. Like he he really put us in a bad spot, and he he. I, it sounds like there's some contention there now. And um, Dino Gaudio has already Im- completely admitted to it and said, I was so wrong. I got upset. I just lost my head for a minute. I, 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 I was, I was, I went crazy basically. Like I, I just, I was so upset about being let go. I made a, a terrible choice. He said, I have 40 years in basketball that, you know, that people know me as, as this great guy, you mentioned it before. And that's, I, I totally agree. I've, I've never heard anything, but good stories, nothing but good stories about Dino Gaudio. Right. He was, I mean, he was, uh, you know, a very visible face for a long, he was after he uh, stopped being, he was the head coach at Wake Forest for a while. Um, And then he spent a lot of time on ESPN as many years uh, as an analyst before Mac hired him back on. So uh, he, I mean, yeah, I've always heard great things about him. And he, he basically said, look, yeah, I, I, I did it. I did that. I threatened to send these things to the NCAA because I was upset. I made a mistake. I'm sorry. I hope people can forgive me and, and still see me as a good guy. And which is, it's crazy. You you never hear that. Like, I feel like everybody always like goes like immediately denies it and is going to fight it. But he's like, no, that happened. I, I guess I'll take my punishment, I guess. Two things off of this. Two things off of this. Number one, when I first heard this, I was thinking, I immediately went to Louisville Cardinals, can't get out of their own way. They're about to get the death penalty. Everyone, I, t- I called somebody down in Louisville, Everybody down in Louisville's like Louisville's getting the death sentence. They're they're gonna get the death penalty now. It's official. They they everyone just assumed that this was some kind of recruiting uh, extortion deal that this was gonna come up that that was gonna come out of this. It was gonna be like a Sean Miller uh, deal where his assistant coach goes to jail and nothing happens to him. I was worried. For Chris Mack, because I love, even to this day, Chris Mack is a phenomenal person. And uh, I've only met the guy uh, once in my life standing in an elevator and 
we talked about how our kids were about the same age and, and I, and that was it. And great guy. Dino Gaudio, great guy. I, I, I didn't want Chris Mack to turn into Rick Pitino because that's what was going to happen. He would, would forever be known in that same uh, uh, um, situation as Rick Pitino. That's what I originally thought. Now that that's not what happened, number two in my life, I would have to say somewhere close to 50 thousand college assistant coaches have been fired. I have never heard something like this ever happening. I, not, I don't know. That, how. that doesn't mean that it hasn't, but I agree. It, it's I, look. People so are, were the, <clears throat> have the charges since been dropped? Were the charges if they're federal charges, they're not filed by Louisville then, right? Those are filed by the state. Well, I guess the state owns the schools. Uh, so I'm so confused right no, now. Yeah, that's the that's the thing I'm a little unclear on too, is it, it matters that the text message left Kentucky. It, it, it went outside of Kentucky. That was mentioned in this article, and that has something to do with why it's extortion. That's where I'm a little fuzzy because I don't know exactly what the law states and what, what is all involved in that. So, I mean, extortion is exactly what you just said is I have this. If you don't give me this, I will tell so-and-so this. That's basically extortion. Like, basically like blackmail, yeah. It's a, that it's, they are one in the same, if I'm not mistaken. Um, holy cow, Dino Gaudio, you what, dude? I'm telling you, these Chris Mack brought Dino Gaudio onto his staff at Louisville and never brought him on to Xavier because he knew he was in over. I'm not going to say he knew he was in over his head. That's wrong. Chris Mack wasn't in over his head, but he knew he needed somebody who's done it, who, who's been on a big stage before. He needed, he needed somebody older than him. He's always had younger assistants. He needed somebody older than him there. And he coached with Dino Gaudio. He had Dino Gaudio as a coach. He had been around that man, like you said, for 25, 30 years. How does something like this happen? I don't know. It's weird, man. And that's the biggest thing is, yeah, there's a university involved in a state and all this kind of stuff. But um, I mean, a, a friendship probably ended over this, you know, I mean, that's 100%. Yeah. 100%. You have had, you've went out and had beers with Chris Mack. I've yeah. I, I've I mean, you Chris didn't Mack have a, a beer, but, but you didn't have a beer, but you went out and hung out with 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 Chris Mack and you know you've always said it was a he he he's the interactions you've had have been good mm -hmm. if you ever get the opportunity to do that again and he walks into St. Teresa during 3 on 3 basketball and 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 he's got his four knee braces on do me a favor and sit down have a couple beverages and uh just Find out what happened with Dino Gaudio, will you? I'll see what I can do. I we have a mutual friend. That's why that's how I know him. And and uh I don't know. Yeah, maybe I'll maybe I'll find something out. That sounds good. On that note, 
Speaking of Wake Forest um, and, and college basketball, there's been a lot of college basketball players that now play in the NBA. <laughs> Your transitions are excellent. I, I'll just tell you that. I, I, I'm still not sure where the tortoise went to Xavier basketball. I'm not sure, but uh, that was a good one. I liked it anyway, and this is, this is a good one too. Please continue. <laughs> Um, so as I was saying, there's a, a ton of college basketball players that have made it to the NBA and the NBA is currently in the middle of my, I, I, oh, I don't know how to describe the way I feel about the, the NBA playing tournament to get into the NBA playoffs. First off, way all too many gotta, words. All you got to do is go back and listen to last week's podcast. Cause you explained it then. I feel like I explained it pretty well. I don't need to get into it. At the end of the discussion last week, I did say I understand it. I know why they do it, right? We're, we The tanking got out of hand. We need more teams involved. I, I, I mean, I get it, and it's working for that reason. It sucks that it's working for that reason. It sucks because I hate the actual being of – the, the the playing tournament for the playoffs. That being said, let's get into what has happened, what is happening, what's about to happen with the NBA playing tournament to get into the NBA playoffs. I it annoys me just to have to say all that. <laughs> all right. Well, the first night of the playing games was the Eastern Conference games. It was the Pacers and Hornets, and the Pacers won that game. They they one handily um so that was the 9 10 seed game so now they so now the pacers uh then we're going to play the winner of the second game from the loser they play the loser of the Sorry, second game correct the loser of the second game um w- between the celtics and wizards okay well when you understand it when you finally get this all figured out then 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 i'll say okay I'm okay with the playoffs, but if you still can't get it figured out, then I still hate it. I know I got it. I, I just misspoke. <laughs> so the Pacers, the Pacers won their nine, 10 seed game. The wizards lost the seven, eight seed game. So that means the Celtics won that game. They are the seven seed. So they're going to play Brooklyn. another, another 50 point game, by the way, by uh, Jason, Jason Tatum. Tatum, who I, I want to say I've been following ever since, uh, Jason Williams has started this morning show with Zoop Mahente, who's had some health issues and hasn't been on in a very long time, and Keyshawn Johnson. Um, I like Jason Williams. Do you? I do, and I like Jason Williams for the reason that everybody hates Jason Williams, and it's because he's not a homer. He doesn't care. He tells you what he thinks. He believes in the game. And that's his, that's his thing, right? Like I've seen Jason Williams on the college basketball show that whatever that's called, where they go to a a school and rip his shirt and have a North Carolina Jersey on underneath. I love that. He's a Duke man till the day he dies. Right. But he's true to what he believes. So I really like Jason Williams and Jason Williams, and, and the whole point of this is to tell you that I agree with something that he tweeted out uh, 
yesterday, or maybe it was this morning. It was either last night or this morning. Um, Jason Tatum will win an MVP in in this league at some point in time. That kid, it that's that's a big deal. So you got just so everybody realizes it. There's there's been very few MVP winners in the last like ten years. There's been four MVP winners or something, or, or three, might even be three, three or four. That's a big deal, right? Like I tr- and I truly believe that this Jason Tatum kid is an absolute stud. Yes, he is. Yes, he is, and he he keeps getting better. Um. So yeah, he hit. He like you said, put fifty. Port 50 in uh, to get them the seventh seed. So then tomorrow night we'll have uh, tomorrow night from when we're recording this, we'll have the Pacers wizards game Um, by the way, you know, and of course, Russell Westbrook is super fun to watch too. Um, And, but one of the most underappreciated guy players in this game is DeMontis Sabonis. Uh, That kid is fantastic. I mean, he is, I'm telling you, a lot of people probably don't know a lot about the Pacers or see them play a lot on TV, but you're going to get a chance to see them again. Uh, and if you haven't watched them play, watch DeMontis Sabonis. He's their best player now, and, and he he does kind of everything. He's a great – sort of similar to his dad, but he's a little bit different player. He's, he's, he's definitely I – th- I feel like he's, he's definitely different from his dad. Because of his versatility, his dad was kind of a. I mean, his dad played good defense. His dad was a big guy, right? But am I am I wrong about that? But, no, but he was about. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, the, the the thing that I I think stands out to me the most about their similarities is they're both they're big guys who are great passers. Demontis Sabonis okay. is a great yeah. passer. Arvidas Sabonis was is one of the best big man passers ever. Go back and watch. Put. Get on YouTube and and put Arvita Sabonis in there and just enjoy passing highlights. I've I've done that so many times. I just anyway. love the fact that you told people to go type into YouTube Arvita Sabonis. There is no one right now listening that could literally type in the word Arvidas, much <laughs> less Sabonis, into into a into a search engine. It's correctly. It's just- it's just like it sounds. A R V Y D S S A B O N I. Just like it sounds. Xavier, just like it sounds. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So, all right. So I got to, I got to get quicker on this. So we still have the uh, Eastern conference that, uh, to determine who's going to be the eight seed. And that's going to be between the Pacers and wizards. The winner of that game is going to be the eight seed uh, tonight. It, Real quick. Who do you got? Who do you got? Who do you got? Oh gosh, uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Pacers in that game. I'm going Pacers too. I'm going Pacers too. I, I'm, I'm, I'm with it. The only thing is, it's in Washington. It's in Washington. Um, and I, I'm sure you know Westbrook and Beal are gonna be on top of their games and everything. But I think the Pacers are a more complete team. I think their roster is a little bit better. Um, so anyway, I'm, I'm picking the Pacers, and also that's a little bit of a homer call too because I like the Pacers. Um, speaking of teams that I like. Really love the San Antonio Spurs. I mentioned it earlier. They lost to the Memphis Grizzlies tonight. Their season is over. Memphis Grizzlies are uh, – they were the nine seed. So now they await the winner of the game that is going on as we speak, as we are recording, and that is the Los Angeles Lakers of Anaheim versus the uh, Oakland – Golden State Oakland Warriors. <laughs> the uh, Golden State Warriors last second ago, I checked, they were up two. Nope. Uh, Lakers. They are, are currently four. down by four. Right. That is in the fourth quarter. 
uh, about 10 minutes to go in that game. So uh, we will find out while we are talking about this, most likely, uh, or at least before the podcast ends, most likely who is uh, going to win that game. I know who I'm rooting for, and I know who you're rooting for, and they are different teams. And I was team. just going to say they are opposites <laughs> of each other. Can I tell I – wa- I want to put it out there right now. Only reason people are loving the NBA play-in right now, and everybody's all excited about it, everybody's watching, is because of the fact that you have Steph and LeBron playing in it. 99% of the time, you're not going to get two of the five best players playing in this play-in tournament. And this play-in tournament is going to go downhill in a, a, a quick drop in, in ratings, in everything. Everyone's going to love it now because Steph and LeBron are playing, oh, my gosh, one game, who's – or, well – two games for whoever the loser of this one is, but what's going to happen? Oh my God. Uh, it's not going to be like this. You're going to get Grizzlies and Pacers and, 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 and uh, bullets, not bullets. What, what is Washington now? Wiz- I already said wizards. The bullets. <laughs> oh my God. Wizard. That's how much I want to put Washington in as a mediocre team. Yep. Purvis Ellison, that I, Purvis Ellison uh, yes. and, the, and the Washington bullets, but it's going to be, it's going to be the, the Pelicans. It's going to be the – it's going to be a ton of mediocre teams that nobody cares about. Next year, Clay Thompson will be back. LeBron plays a full season again, we assume. It, it, you're not going to get big names in this play-in tournament. It's just not going to happen, and it's going to go downhill, and they're going to regret ever doing it. Totally disagree. Uh, you're gonna you have a star on every team. You will always have star players in this. I I mean, what Russell Westbrook, Jason Tatum played in this thing. Lamelo Ball is gonna is gonna continue to get better and be a star in this league. Demonte Sabonis, uh, John Morant is gonna. I mean, you are going to get interest in this game in these games, and um, it's an extra four days of basketball, and, and uh, they're they're really meaningful games because you have to win them. To keep playing to get in the playoffs. There is meaning there, there, there is meaningful games. They're more meaningful than some playoff games. So I I agree with you there. I just feel like it shouldn't be at the very beginning of the playoffs. Anyway, I just want to put this out there right now because you mentioned somebody right there, and I know this is taking a long time. We started this podcast late. Thanks to my kids. We all need to go to bed. But when LeBron James retires. I'm putting my stamp on my next favorite player in the NBA, the mellow ball. That is the guy who I am going to be behind a hundred percent. Once LeBron finally retires. Okay. That's an interesting choice of all the stars in this game. Lamelo is the one I'm going after. Yep. I'm going after Lamelo. I'm going to stay with him until he's 40 years old, just like LeBron. I mean, great player. He's already a great. He's already one of the most fun players to watch in the game. And he, he, the way he passes the ball, he, he has so he has that ball odd shot, uh, but he makes it. I, I mean, he he can play. This kid can play. He's fun, and uh, yeah, I agree with you. As long as he keeps his head on straight, 
He's going to be fine. No reason to think he can't. He started playing professionally when he was 17, 16 years old. There's no reason to think he can't. This dude has lived in Russia or Serbia or wherever he was playing basketball at. There's no reason to think this kid can't keep his head on straight. Anyway, besides the point. All right, continue on. Let's go. What else we got? Okay, so <clears throat> loser. So winner of this game, Lakers-Warriors is the seventh seed. Loser plays Memphis. Um, I'm going to say the loser of this game beats Memphis, although Memphis is a pretty good team. Memphis is pretty good. Um, yep. And they could beat either one of these teams in one in a in a one game situation. So, um, but let's just go quickly. So Utah is in the West is the number one seed. Whether it's Memphis, so okay, say Memphis, the Lakers, or the Warriors. Do any of those teams beat Utah in a seven game series? Lakers. Uh, th- that's it. Just the Lakers. Lakers is the only one to beat Utah in the seven game series. Yeah, that's the only one. So that could be. So if they end up the eight seed, that would be an eight seed upsetting a one seed, which has only happened I think twice. Yeah, but but think about that though. You're talking about the the reigning, the reigning uh, uh, um, NBA champions is an eight seed, and they're actually better. That team is actually better than they were last year in my eyes. It's just the fact that LeBron was hurt, and that just once again shows you – and not just LeBron, but AD and LeBron were hurt at the same time. They they both didn't play a lot of basketball together. I The, the roster is better than the roster that won the championship last year. So, I mean, you to be honest – it is what it is. They lose this game against Steph and they play in that eight seed against Utah and they beat Utah in six or seven. It, it'll be a good – it's going to be a good series. But they probably should have been the number one or two seed anyway. So, it, it to me, they're the only team out of those three that will beat Utah because Utah is fun. Utah is good. I love – love that team i love Jokic. he he's my second favorite player in the game right now oh that's denver nuggets what am i talking about <laughs> that's Denver, Holy which cow. we're gonna get to in just a second um <laughs> but i apologize the the the, the probable that what it sounds like is probably the defensive player of the year in rudy gobert i mean you have <clears throat> excuse me you have for like um, what seven out of the last 10 years or something like that that dude <laughs> wins he wins defensive player of the year every year it seems like it. He, he's certainly talked about every year uh, as one of the best defensive players. So anyway, um, so, okay. Say, so you want to, so you think the Lakers, but you probably think you think the Lakers are going to win this game and be the seven seed though. Correct. I 100% do. They're already up six right now. So, so do you I, think I mean, the, so would you say the Warriors or Memphis Grizzlies end up in the eight seed? Um, I'll tell you what, dude, Steph's a stone cold killer. It's hard to take Steph out of anything when he is playing just because that man can do things. I, 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 I can't vote against Steph Curry. I love Steph Curry. I can't vote against him. So I'm putting Steph up against, um, uh, Mike Conley and Memphis and whatever else they got over there. Okay. Um, Mike Conley. Do you agree or disagree? Is- on the Utah Jazz. Wherever, we yeah, play, wherever we, Mike Conley plays. We should play. Dude, uh, we should play, hey, Chris, who plays for who now? Because <laughs> I don't 
I watch so much NBA. Me and me and Parker watch NBA basketball almost every night. And every night I look at the, I look at who's on the floor and I'm like, huh, I didn't know he played for them. I still do that too, to be honest, man. Guys move and around I watch teams so, so much. much. Yeah. I watch so much NBA, it's not even funny. Yeah, I'm I'm the sorry, same. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. So so let's say so the Warriors. So you said you already said Utah is gonna beat Golden State in seven <laughs> games, though, right? I would say so, yes. Okay, so that Utah, means the Lakers. Uh, Lakers State, yes. play the, so that means the Lakers would play the Suns, the Phoenix Suns, uh, who are the two seed. So I, I'm assuming you would pick the Lakers in that series. I I would pick the Lakers in that series. However, I'm gonna tell you right now, that Phoenix Suns team is one of it, they are. They have a fun team to watch. And uh, the kid from Kentucky, what is that son of a gun's name? I feel like he's got something wrong. Something's wrong with his face. Either he doesn't have eyebrows or something. Uh, who's Devin the star Booker. of the Phoenix Suns? Devin Booker. I don't know what it is about his face, but there's something missing or not there. Anyway, the the Phoenix Suns are fun to watch. If you ever get a chance to watch them, Devin Booker is putting his name in the NBA as a top 10 player. Yeah, and they have a, a easy Hall of Famer at point guard this year. And Absolutely. And difference. And, uh, that's turned this team around job yeah and, and they, chris they, paul chris paul is the difference between a phoenix sun team a phoenix suns team that made an incredible run and i don't think lost a game in the bubble but still got kicked out because of however the silly rules were last year but to, to take a team that didn't lose in the bubble and then put that chris paul team put chris paul in there put them as the i mean he is the difference on that team i'm taking up way too much time in this segment no no I no that's what that's what we're doing this for um okay so but you're still taking lakers in that in that series but it'll be a good series so the three six series is the denver nuggets and portland trailblazers which is going to be a very interesting series um who do you like you like denver the three seed denver I, or you like portland i i think i've made it pretty clear that uh I'm, I'm, I, no, no, I'm not clear about this. This is a total toss up for me. I love Jokic. I love, I love this Denver team and whole, uh, man, I'll tell you what, I'm struggling with names today. Um, Donovan Mitchell and uh, now you got me thinking, does Donovan Mitchell even play for Denver Nuggets or is he Utah Jazz? I don't even know who the heck he plays for um, anymore. Jamal, you think of Jamal Murray? Maybe. Jamal Murray, thank you, thank you. Who, Jamal who Murray, is, another Kentucky out, boy who was out for the rest of the year. When did? Oh, is he? Okay, well, there for the you rest go. of the year, which which I thought was going to send them down the tubes, and they had they've no been way one no. of the best teams in the league since the trade deadline. You want to talk about Arbenas Sabonis being one of the bit best big men passers of all time? And I will tell you, I could name a few more that are right there with him. And the man that is probably up there better than anybody is Nikola Jokic. And, that and Jok son of a gun. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, Jokic uh, is actually probably more similar to Arvita Sabonis than to Montes. Than his son. Absolutely. Absolutely. The, the full court one hand passes that that mm. dude makes mm. the, the, 
my favorite pass of all time is is what Sha- what what I truly believe Shaq was phenomenal at. Uh, that Shaq did, Shaq doesn't get enough props for how good of a passer he was. But the back to the basket, posting up, one hand on the ball, just looking over top of the defense and throwing the ball wherever behind the back, over your head, this way, that way. Beautiful passes right to somebody. Nikola Jokic does that better than anyone in the NBA right now. That's right. Yep. He makes passes that most point guards don't make. Um, and he's really fun to watch. And so is Damian Lillard. And for that reason, this series is going to be incredible. That's and why. Because Dame is a nut. You're, you're talking about Jokic, who it sounds like is going to be the MVP this year. He's kind of running away with it. Um, but Damian Lillard should be in that conversation. Uh, Steph Curry should be in that conversation. We, we don't have to get into the MVP conversation right now, but um, two guys who should be talked about as their most valuable players for their teams are absolutely uh, those two guys. Four five series is uh, the four seed is the Los Angeles Clippers of Anaheim and uh, the five seed is the Dallas Mavericks. So you got Luka Doncic, you have uh, Chris Stamps. You have, yeah, you have Chris Epps Porzingis, um, but I'm thinking of uh, Kawhi Leonard. Oh, um, you're going the other side. Paul George. Right. Paul George, yeah. So, uh, and the big, di- I mean, the difference maker in the second half of the season has been, for the Clippers, has been that pickup of Rajon Rondo. I mean, he's made a big difference there since he since he got there. So they needed that point guard, and they got it. And he's got that all that playoff experience and all that championship experience. And he, you know, we everybody talks about playoff Rondo. He turns it up, man. He play he plays well in the in the playoffs still. Um, so- this Clippers team reminds me so much of the Lakers team of last year, where. You got a team that you know how good they are. You know they are very good. And they may not be the number one seed. They may not be the number two seed. But they're right there. They're they're in the middle. And I would not want to face them. I don't want to face Kawhi Leonard anytime in the in the playoffs, much less with Paul George and playoff Rondo <laughs> behind them, right? Like who has been? A, who was the point guard on the on the Clippers last year? I don't even know who they who it was. But you're going to add a playoff Rondo on top of that, dude. He he might be one of the best passers of any point guard outside of say Chris Paul and I don't know. Um, I, I outside of Chris Paul in the current, NBA current when he wants to anybody. be. Mm-hmm. When he wants to be, I can't think of anybody who's as good or better than him of putting the ball in someone's shooting pocket or whatever you want to call that yep. directly in as he's getting to the basket. He's not going to shoot. He's not going to shoot the three. He he'll get to the basket, but, but it's not effective, but he is incredible at getting other people involved in the game and, yeah, yeah, 100%. He decides to play defense. This team scares me to death, dude. They, as a Lakers fan, as a LeBron fan, this is the team that scares me the most in the West. Wow, okay. 
they were my pick to win the championship last year. Yep. Um, okay. Let's uh, run uh, run through the East real quick. So we talked, uh, we think the Pacers are going to be, end up in that eight seed. So if they are, you get Sixers Pacers. Uh, how do you see that going? Uh, Sixers Pacers. That's, I mean, I, as much as I love the Pacers, I mean, the Sixers are, Joel Embiid is playing at an MVP level. He's right there with, with um, Jokic and Dame Lillard. And if LeBron would have played a whole year and if, um, Steph. you know, anything like, oh, there's Steph. Yeah, if Steph would have played a whole year, he, he's right there with those guys. Absolutely in my mind. So um, I got to go Sixers. As much as I love that Pacers team, we both love the Pacers team. It's kind of our homer team. It's the only team close to us that we – uh, it's the team that we've watched the most over the years and seen in person. So, yeah, and and there are kind of team, right? They're gritty. They never have – I mean, Victor Oladipo is the biggest star they've had in – well, I guess they had Paul George, but even when Paul George was there, he wasn't the star he is now. You know what I mean? And 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 Victor Oladipo, as good as he is, still not you know the the a superstar if you will so you know to see that gritty mcmillan team which i know he's not there anymore but to, to see that kind of team that's who we are as a west side of cincinnati kind of people and and it is what it is sixers are going to beat them it, 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 yeah and you're right through the last three or four coaches they've been a pretty similar team they always move the ball really well and they've got guy. They don't have a roster that you think, man. Look at that team. That they they should be great. But they have guys who can shoot the ball. Are not going to be talked about like a Steph or a Damian Lillard, but guys that are efficient. Got guys that play efficiently, who move the ball, who play defense, and who just play winning basketball. And and um, that's why they. When we go to games and we go to see the Lakers and the, you know, all the best teams and the best players. Pacers win those games all the time when we go against teams that are absolutely better uh, for that reason. Absolutely. Absolutely. They do. Uh, But I agree with you. Sixers will will win that series. So the two seven seed is going to be the the Nets and the Boston Celtics. The Boston Celtics are weird, man. They ended up right around 500 and they should be better. I mean, they're on paper. They should be better. And they just, they were so up and down. Um, but they made their way in and they they got the job done in the play-in tournament and got that seven C, but now they get to play the the most talented team on paper in the league in the Nets. Absolutely. Oh, there's no doubt about it. The the Brooklyn Nets are without a doubt the most talented team in the entire NBA just through three players. You take three players and they're more talented than any three players that you can combine in the NBA. Uh, they have three of the top five players in the NBA, three of the top whatever. You go down the line, three of the top whatever. So, obviously, I'm going to take the Nets. Um, Kyrie, dude, can I tell you something? I got, I'm, we talk about Kyrie all the time, and we had a big conversation about Kyrie not that long ago. This is a kid that's just he he just grows on me, man. I don't know what it is about him, but the way he describes, the way he feels, and at first I'm like, oh my gosh, what a Looney Tune. I kind of like him. 
I kind of like Kyrie as a person. I kind of, I kind of like his drive. I, I mean, I love his drive, his, and the, his ability and his talent is he, I've said it a million times. He's to me, the best finisher at the rim in all of the NBA. He is the most clutch player in all of the NBA and he also has things that he believes in and he wants to stand for, right? Like you don't have to believe in it too. I don't care if you believe in it or not. I'm not saying I do or don't either, but you got to stand up for, you got to, you got to have, you got to have a little love for somebody that, 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 that puts that kind of thing in front of them. I, 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 uh, I like, I, I, I'm really starting to like Kyrie more and more. Yeah. So, okay. So if, if, the the three superstars, Durant, Harden, and Kyrie Irving, uh, they didn't play together in very many games in the regular season. But they're going to be playing together, hopefully in every game in the playoffs. So, so assuming they all three make it, assuming Kyrie hitches a ride with an alien spaceship or whatever and gets to the game on time, and and they they all three play, do you think that Boston can beat the Brooklyn Nets or – uh, or, or no. think the Nets just run away with this series. No, Reds, Nets run away with it with or without Kyrie on his alien spacecraft. What about you? <laughs> okay. No, yeah, I, I think, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm going to root for the Boston Celtics, to be honest with you. But, yeah, I think the Nets are too talented. And it goes beyond those those three guys, too. I mean, they have they brought in all those guys, and they even don't have Marcus Aldridge anymore, but they – they brought in all those guys. Uh, Blake Griffin's playing pretty well for them. Yeah, um, yeah. So they're they're. Uh, I I everybody think, everybody wants a chip. Everybody wants a chip. Everybody sure. wants a chip. They're gonna join in. They're gonna join in. Yep. All right. So let's go to the most the the, the craziest one to me. If you have followed basketball for the last twenty years, and you see this four or five matchup in the East and you haven't followed this year and you're hearing who these playoff teams in the middle, not the teams that just barely snuck in these teams that are in the four and five seeds, the New York Knickerbockers and the Atlanta Hawkeyes. Um, those two teams have been terrible for a very long time. Yes, and, they uh, have. And they came around. I mean, Tom Thibodeau, He's going to be, he might not be. It sounds like, um, sounds like Monty Williams might win coach of the year from Phoenix and, and certainly deservingly so, but Tom Thibodeau in what he has done in one year for the New York Knicks who have not won in a very long time is so incredible. I've been a Tom Thibodeau fan for, since he was with the bulls and I just root for that guy to succeed everywhere. And I've never let the Knicks have been, one of the few teams in the NBA that I dis have disliked for a long time. I, I, I like almost every team. The Knicks are one team that I've never been able to stand stemming from the nineties. Um, and, but the, I, I, I have to root for him. I, I, I like, I've always loved Julius Randle since he got into the league and he's been incredible. Most improved player. I'm he's probably going to win most improved player. Uh, and Tom Thibodeau, who deserves just as much as anybody to be coach of the year. Um, so I'm just blown away by, by how the success uh, that they had compared to last year in the last several years. So the Knicks and the Hawks, um, kind of a similar thing. It, it, you know, they just 
they have good players. They've got they they traded for Clint Capella over the uh, off season, or maybe they signed for him. I can't remember now. Um, you know, a guy, a, a defensive guy who rebounds the heck out of the ball, um, and and add him in to John Collins and Trey Young and these other guys and and, and um, Bogdan Bogdanovich. Those guys have really figured out how to win games now, and that's going to be a super interesting series. I don't think either team advances beyond the next round yet no um because every young team that starts coming up they need that first year or two in the playoffs where they lose in the first round or the first round or two before they take that next step but um so who do you like knicks or hawks i'm going with the knicks just because of the fact that i am the opposite of you and i was a knicks fan in the 90s i loved patrick ewing as much as anybody loved Michael Jordan, right? Like I love that team. Um, John Starks, I could uh, give or take, but I loved Patrick Ewing. He was my guy. Um, so yes, yes. Uh, Julius Randle, when he was in college at Kentucky, I love that dude. He was a hard-nosed grinder and a five-star recruit, which you didn't see those two things go in hand-in-hand back in the day, right, or even now or ever. And that's the kind of player he was at Kentucky, and I loved him at Kentucky. Uh, Love him him this year uh, with the the Knicks. It's – I'm going to go with them just for that reason and that reason only. I have nothing – no other – no other reasons. Gotcha. Quick right. update. Quick update. I know that this is not live and no one is watching this live, but it is t- it, it, the, the, the Warriors and Lakers are now tied with two minutes left. It is 98 to 98 with two minutes left. This is insane. Steph with 35. LeBron with the triple double. AD 23 and 12. Man. All right. Uh, so, okay. So <laughs> it's going to be hard to finish this pod. It's going to be hard to finish this podcast because I'm turning Hulu on right now and I'm, <laughs> I'm getting on, I'm getting on to see what happens. Oh, there it is right there, right off the bat. I'm playing it. Here we go. All right. All right we put it down the bottom left. We, we have got our last, uh, <laughs> I wasn't sure if you're going to keep the audio on or not. <laughs> no, I turned it off. <laughs> Uh, we got our last matchup. Our last matchup in the all right. Last one. Last one is is uh, the Milwaukee Bucks, who ended up in the three seed, and the Miami Heat. Last, the team who uh, lost in the finals last year uh, as the six seed. This could be a fun one, man. This could be a fun series. The Heat had a bunch of injuries and COVID protocols and stuff. They were missing guys throughout the year. Um, you know, when when everybody's healthy, that's still a team that can be as good as just about anybody else in the East. But Milwaukee's been that team, man. That, that, that is this the year they can? A lot of people are saying this is their best team now. They dominated the East the last couple of years and were the one seed. They're the three seed this year, but a lot of people are saying they're better this year because mostly because of the addition of Drew Holiday as their mm-hmm. point guard. Is this the year? Does Milwaukee, first of all, beat the Heat? 
and then advance. I I don't I don't think they do, and it's only because Milwaukee for year for the last couple years, this Heat team is the one who figured them out last year, right? Isn't the or, or or even if I can't remember, maybe Milwaukee still beat them, but they kind of figured out the way to defend them and and put it into the next level, like. Miami took them to game seven, I think, last year. And in general, this Miami team is coached by one of the best coaches in the entire NBA. Um, Spolstra is phenomenal at what he does. Jimmy Butler is as good of a player as – I mean, he's a top ten NBA player right now. The, the, the man is unbelievable when he puts his – he reminds me him and Dame Lillard. I put kind of at the exact same level, like their drive and their determination. Like it's, it's, it's kind of crazy the way they play when it's close end of game, they've got the ball in their hand. They're making it 80% of the time. Probably. Just, that's just what. Yeah. Probably two guys who I wouldn't say are on the same level, but are, probably closer than most of the rest of the league to that kind of like killer instinct, that, that intensity, that Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan thing, not to that level because I think Michael and Kobe are on a a totally different wavelength than anybody else, but, but more higher than almost everybody else in the league. Absolutely. And that's what I was, that's what I was, yeah. yeah, that's what I was trying to say is, is the killer instinct the end of game that 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 level that's where i see them at the same i mean dame lillard is a better player than jimmy butler but at that point in the game at that time those two are insane i agree i agree all right so those are our first round matchups we'll talk more about uh, as the playoffs keep going on we will talk more about those matchups uh, maybe we'll uh we didn't do it tonight, but maybe we'll figure out maybe a little bet. We'll pick in the next week or two our uh, champs, and and maybe we'll make a little bet on that. Uh, so, but we need to move on to the next thing. The Mount Rushmore for this week is something that you love, something that I don't love, but it's I, I don't hate it or anything like that. I just don't get the hoopla, I guess, of the Olympics. And we are we chose to do uh, the summer Olympic sports. Your your Mount Rushmore of summer Olympic sports. Oh, summer Olympic sports. Uh, well, LeBron James is a phenomenal athlete and just hit uh, an unbelievable three pointer to put them up by two points. I'm sorry, by three points in this game. So you would think that I would say the that basketball would be one of my favorite summer olympic sports um however i'm going away from them uh i just need to i just i just i i i'm sorry i've got people tweeting me and texting me and everything over this game um so let's get into this joe leonard great fan of the show texting both of us while this game is on because he knows how much I love LeBron James. Two, two um, seconds is way too much time to leave Steph. Yes, it that's is. And that's why I keep looking up. <laughs> what happened? I'm back at the I'm back at the very beginning of the game, Ona. All right. Bro. So 
know what's going on, but I'm like at the beginning of this game. Besides the point, let's go into what we want to talk about, and that is Summer Olympics. So I love – I know we said we were going to select specific, um, specific pieces or specific games or like not just track and field, but the 100-yard dash or something like that. Yeah, it, it was, we, we just wanted to say, yeah, you could do specific events. You can do that. And we, we also said no basketball, but I don't like that. no, no, like major, no, like, you know, right. Basketball, baseball, football, none of that kind of stuff. I mean, there's no Olympic football, but um, yeah. So, so we're leaving those th- things out and you can shoot if you, if the, if the uh, stone throw, what's it called? The uh, shot put. If that's mm-hmm. your favorite thing, then then say that. If the if the seventy-five so, meter dash or the twelve hundred by four relay or whatever the heck, if that's your favorite, do it. So so track, gymnastics, and swimming are my three favorite three three favorite things in the Olympics, and there are so many. Uh, events in each one of those that it's hard for me to tell you which one uh, I want to pick, but I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it and I'm going to do it in relays. So I'm going to go with the four by four swimming where they, it's the, the, uh, the freestyle backstroke, whatever, but it's, it's a four man relay in swimming. I'm going to put that in there. Uh, I'm going to put the gymnastics all around, the all around gymnastics Mm. competition where you get to do the dancing and you get to do the flipping and you get to do the bouncing and you get to do the pole vaults and all, not pole vaults, but all that other stuff. Track is a tough one. I love track. Um, I love all the track and field events. I'm going with the four by one, the four by 100 relay in the track event even though just in general all the swimming all the gymnastics and all of the track i love every bit of all of it but my number one the number one event in the summer olympic games is probably an event that most of you have never seen most of you have zero idea What is even involved in the modern pentathlon? But the modern pentathlon, my friends, is something that is out of the history books. It is this is something that is uh, only dreamed about by many to be good at one of these things, much less be the best at all. If you are in the modern day pentathlon, not only are you a freestyle swimmer, not only are you able to get on a horse and jump over things, but you also can fence. To end it, to end the pentathlon, probably the craziest. I can't even say it with a straight face. The pistol shooting 
while cross country running. <laughs> I just want everyone to know that my new, my curling, my, my, uh, winter Olympic curling is the modern pentathlon. They have to fence. They have to freestyle swim. They have to jump over things with horses. And then they have to shoot pistols while running a cross country race. Doesn't get any better than that, brother. That is what the Olympics are all about. That is a true. All right. So uh, I'm going to throw in these, these, my first three are probably going to be boring to you, but give me boxing. Give me wrestling. Give me table tennis. Table tennis. Love table tennis. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And my fourth that I have written down. I know it's the same as mine. I know you went with the modern pentathlon. Come on. Give it to me. The modern pentathlon. Yes. (laughs) Yes. You can't read what those people have to do and not say, what? There's an actual event that does, you know, what was the decathlon is the decathlon is amazing, right? The decathlon is awesome. Uh, You know, uh, Bruce Jenner, whoever she is or it is now was, you know, a, a, a U.S. hero in the decathlon. All right. But those are all, those are (laughs) <laughs> threw, me, threw me off threw me off there for a second um those those are all regular track and field events the thing they do is just a regular track and field event that's right to win the modern pentathlon you have to be in a an equestrian a fencer a swimmer a runner and a shooter I'm incapable of four of those five things. <laughs> what is the one thing you're capable of? I mean, I can run. I not not well yeah. or anything, but I can run. I mean, I I've never fenced. I cannot swim. I've never ridden a horse, and I've never shot a pistol. I don't think so. I I, mean, I feel like there. I feel like there are so many people that can't do all of those things that if I really put my mind to it, I could go to the Olympics and place in this <laughs> you think so you absolutely. Take on the bronzer? absolutely okay. absolutely i'm coming home i'm gonna bite the bronze okay hey man look if you do that i don't know i don't know what i'll do i'll, I'll come i'll commit the rest of my life to fencing to learning fencing <laughs> all right now i want to do it just so you commit the rest of your life to fencing win a bronze consider it done there you go that's right sounds good i'll make it happen when i'm 42 (laughs) years old (laughs) all righty well we've got one more thing to do here and that is our comedy segment of the week let me just tell you that um i i mentioned that i laughed as hard as i've laughed in a very long time today and uh that was if you if you have a chance Take a look. We, I think we talked about this a while ago, and I think we watched it. I think this might have been one of our specials was Bumping Mics. 
um, Jeff Ross and David Tell. Yep. It's on Netflix from a couple years ago. And uh, super, super funny. It's three episodes. So I saw today an interview from just a couple years ago when that came out. Uh, those two on Larry King. Okay. Oh my gosh, that had to R- be awesome. R.I.P. Bruce, R.I.P. Larry King. Um, so those two guys on there, and it was I. There was there was a stretch of probably four four or five minutes where there were probably ten jokes, and each one was funnier than the last, and it just got me like gave me this momentum to where I had tears streaming down my face. I'm, I'm inaudibly laughing. I'm laughing so hard that you can't hear it anymore. Cause there's no, there's no breath in me anymore to exhale. Yes. Um, there, there's, I'm just, I'm, I'm in the middle of a work day and uh, I'm supposed to be working. And <laughs> I had to get up and go to the bathroom and wash my face off and dry it off because I'm awesome. Oh my God. The funniest thing ever. If you get a chance, go to YouTube and look up Larry King David Tell, Jeff Ross. So that's to start our comedy segment. But this week, our comedy segment was a suggestion from one of our best listeners. Um, your, what is it? Your cousin? Yeah, that's cousin. exactly right. Your cousin. Yeah, good work. I don't know why I wanted to make, I I wanted to make it. Something You're else. about to make that into a whole big <laughs> second removed, third time, fourth over here. No. Just my cousin. Your cousin. As are you. As are you. Cousin Carson Cagle. Uh, Cam Bertram. What's it called? My, my, I hate my your, best friend. Your best friend sucks. Called? I think your best friend no, no, no. sucks. You know what? It was called sophisticated ignorance. I think that's what the actual thing is called. Oh, is it what it's actually it called? Was just, yeah. I think that's what the special is called. But, but on yeah, YouTube, was, that's what they had on it. Yeah. So, Adam, I'm going to let you go first on this one. I went first on the Mount Rushmore. I'm going to let you go first on this one. Tell me what you thought. So, this uh, is a young man, like, uh, I would say, like, both of us, who is um, probably a little bit older than he looks, because he looks like he is about 15 years old in this thing. 12. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, 12. So, um, and he, I I believe, I think I looked it up. I think he was about, like, 24 or something. Mm -hmm. That was just from a couple years ago. So, uh, looks really, really young and is still young at, even at 24 at the time. Uh, I thought he had a, especially for being so young, I thought he had a pretty good start and a pretty good, uh, idea about what he's doing about. And I, I feel like he's got a good projection. I feel like his ceiling's pretty high. If we're talking, in, if we're talking in uh, draft terms, <laughs> um, sure, yeah. He, you know, I, I feel like he 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 had some really good jokes. Um, he seemed pretty versatile. He he just I, I think this kid is pretty good now, and I think he is, has a good chance to be really good in another ten years. Because you think about the guys, the best guys now, not the very, very, very top elite guys, but our guys like Mark Norman and Joe List and Sam Muriel, the guys who have who have had some good success now are touring and having you know have their have their podcast they all have now and are really popular. 
the guys who have really shot to the top in the last couple of years. And those guys are all around the same age in their late Chris, Chris DeStefano's the same way uh, in their 37, 38 year old range, high, mid to high thirties. Orange. Right, They're almost right about all orange. orange. Exactly. And this kid's about 10 years behind. So, and I, so I feel like in comedians talk about all the time, you just, the more you do it, the better you get. So that's why I think this kid has a chance to be really, really good in another six, eight, 10 years. Um, right now for this one, I gave him, like I said, he was good. I, I appreciated how he constructed jokes and, and, you know, the little subtle things that he did. Um, but I think I, I, I think my mind went to, oh, I, I see this kid being good in the future. And I think maybe I just, my mind ran with that. So for now, I gave this special a 2.9. Okay. Almost a three. Almost a three. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm good with that. So, so the special was a clean special. We all know that I have a preference towards dirty, naughty comedy. I love that. I love all that stuff. It's hilarious to me. I got to tell you, this kid was fun. I, I enjoyed this more than I thought I would. I laughed quite a bit. I've watched it twice in the, in the last two weeks. Um, when he talks about, you know, being able to drink and, or somebody card, not, not even carding him. He told a joke about somebody, the, the girl, the lady at the store didn't even card him. He just said, uh-uh, nope. Like, that made me laugh. That was funny. Uh, the there was a joke about being looking. Uh, what is the what, oh great? What is the uh, what is the 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 skinny lesbian want to say to me now or lesbian lookalike or whatever? Because he kind of does look like what your everyday lesbian would look like. Um, soft features. Soft features, exactly. I'm going to tell you right now, I liked it. I gave it a 3.2. I mean, we weren't far off from where we were. Um, I went above average on it. Okay. And I totally agree with everything you say. When he started talking about his boy, his buddy, who he can't stand, but he's grandfathered in, mm -hmm. I was laughing so hard at that because I feel like his buddy he's talking about is me. I feel like I'm <laughs> – I'm everybody's buddy who's just grandfathered in. Like, I feel like that's me. I know who I am. I know that I say the stupid stuff. I know I'm an idiot. I know that. And nobody really, nobody would really be friends with me if they weren't friends with me back in my early 20s, you know, or eight when I was in my teens. I know how it is. I laughed at some of those jokes so hard because I thought they were pointed at me. Uh, oh, it was so great. It was so great. Um, but I gotta tell you, man, I, I really, I really liked it. I, I thought about getting in that 3.4, 3.6 range, but I think 3.2 is where it belongs for the exact same reason that you were talking about that this kid's going to come out. I mean, this kid has a special at 25 years old. Mm -hmm. He's got his first special at 25 years old. That's impressive. He's going to have more and you're going to know who this kid is. And when he comes out 100%, he could be Mark Norman. He could be, um, uh, geez, oh, Pete, what's my buddy's name? The one we watched, I gave him a, I gave him a five. 
is my favorite comedy. Oh, but and it was clean too, and it was clean. Just it was a clean like a week or two ago, two, right? two yeah. or three weeks ago. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Josh Blue, Josh Blue. Oh no, I'm not comparing him to Josh Blue. I'm saying clean comedy. Yeah. Uh, the one before that, what was right before Josh Blue? Uh, we had. What did we have? Right before Josh Blue was uh, we had Sarah Tolomash. No, I don't think her. Uh, no, it's my buddy, the guy I love, the guy, one of my favorite people of all time. Hmm. Uh, um, not Steve Taravino. Ah, uh, here we go. See, we did so good, not not giving Joel, dead air and, Joel and doing stuff like that. Uh, no, it was the young guy. He he had the kid. Uh, he was uh, oh uh, oh, he's got a kid now, and he's very matter of fact. I love him. I think he's hilarious, and I gave him a five point Anyway, that tells you how good he was because I can't remember his name. Awesome. We do so many of these things. I can't I can't remember who everybody is. I I'm looking together. I'm looking directly at his face, but you're better with names than I am. So anyway. Um, three point three point two, and I think this kid's gonna be really good down the road. And I I look forward to seeing what he does on the comedy scene. I think this kid's I think it's gonna be a lot of fun. Very nice. All right, so for next week, um, I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go with a guy that I really really like a lot. Um. I've liked him for a little while. I got a chance to see him in, uh, I think it was November um, of 2019, just a few months before the whole pandemic started in LA. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really like, he's, he's got a couple of podcasts, both very popular. Uh, I, I watched the one, I watch one of them regularly. And it's called Whiskey Ginger because he is a redheaded person. Yes. Um, it, it, shock of red hair. I mean, he has the orange hair. Even at he's around our age again. One another one of the guys that is near the top of the comedy game right now. And um, his name is Andrew Santino. Andrew Santino in 2017. This is from a few years ago now. Um, called Home Field Advantage. So he grew up in Chicago. He went back to Chicago, did this special there. He's probably going to have a, he's going to have another special pretty soon. I think he actually even mentioned that recently. Um, and he is out all over the road now and I'm going to see him soon. I think again, when he comes a little closer to here, Chris, I am, I am seeing all of these dates. Now people are getting back on the road now and yep. there are so many comedians coming either to Cincinnati or near Cincinnati, Columbus, Indianapolis, Dayton, Louisville, Lexington. I'm telling you, I'm going to start going to some serious comedy shows. And we so, talked about it. We got to get the one together. We do. I was just going to say, so, but, but outside of that, so it's time to get out. It's time to, to start seeing comedy shows. Adam, when are we going to... When are we again going to join together in the Rum Dumb Studios and have a podcast? Are I mean, we close? I think let's take this opportunity to make a very special announcement on the Nosebleed Sports Podcast. I love it. Let's and do call it. it. Call it next week. 
holy cow, you just blew my mind. I thought you were going to say give it two weeks like you wanted me to clean up or something, like like get clean inside. Well, I need you to take a bath, first of all. I need I'm you to take taking a, a shower tonight. Well, We had sliding practice at baseball, and somebody had to teach kids how to slide. So oh, I'm dirty a little demonstration. from head to toe. It's been it's been a long time since I slid. But you said the last yeah. time you slid into a base, you had to take a bath. It's I did. time again, buddy. Yep, it's time again. I might have to take another bath. It's that five or six year mark. You got to do it. Okay, so I need you to take a bath before I come back over. Uh, I, I I can't wait to see the studio. I can't wait to see the the new basement all fixed up. Um, I'm 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 excited, man. I we're both vaxxed and everything, and it's. Absolutely. We got to, we got to do it. We got to get, get back on it. And, uh, I, the zoom thing worked out great. I felt like I, I enjoyed this. It's not like it's going to go away forever. There, there will probably be weeks that we might have to do this again. Um, just, you know, by, by schedule wise or something, but, um, or, or if, or if, you know, because of what happened over the last year, it's probably makes sense from now on for people when they do get a little sniffle, not necessarily COVID or anything, but you get a little sick or something like that. But it's one of those things where in the past you would normally like go to work while you, while you're a little sick and stuff like that. One of those kind of things, but now you're kind of supposed to not go to work when that happens anymore. And maybe, maybe something similar like that. If one of us is a little under the weather, but still up for doing it, maybe we do it like this. Or if the schedule, you know, if you're on the road or, or I'm, uh, I, I get a new job and I'm, you know, uh, working in a different city, you know, like for the Chicago Bulls or something like that. Um, hey, you never a guy, know. A guy can dream. A guy can dream. I got to tell you, Adam, that uh, number one, super stoked to have you back in studio. I can't wait to get live again where we can record live put this thing back on the face tube live like we used to do back in the day get 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 our fan base back excited about it i've had people ask me constantly are you guys still doing the podcast because they don't know that you can get on and see it in different places they only know it from the facebook's live so excited about that i also agree with you that the zoom has been better than expected and i totally believe that there are many 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 businesses many many uh just yeah businesses that have realized that you can do a lot of things this way without um having issues so uh it worked it will work for us in the future. I guarantee we will do this again at some point in time. However, I need the fake backgrounds out. I need I need the Facebook Live. I don't remember how to use Audacity. I don't remember how to use our software that we recorded the podcast on. So it's going to be a learning curve. It's going to be a learning curve for the first few. But we will be back. I will. I'm going to do my homework, get it all set back up. We'll be ready to go next week. I can't. I'm so excited. I was expecting two to three weeks, but I will take next week and I am going to eat it up and I'm going to have something special. I don't know what it's going to be yet, but I'm, I'm going to have something special in the Rum Dum Studios for you next week. Can't wait. Can't wait to can't wait to see it. Can't wait to see the kids. Can't wait to give your lovely wife a hug. And um, 
yeah man uh, i it's i'm excited i'm excited to see the the uh the renovations completed down oh, it's and, been, uh, there's been quite a few there's been renovations throughout my entire house over the past year so you will see many you will see many renovations um the 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 kids are in school next week is their last week of school so next wednesday they'll probably be in s- asleep when you get here but the wednesday after that almost guaranteed they will all be awake when you come over party uh party time will be on parker will want to come downstairs and be on the podcast uh as he always does I don't know, man. I'm I'm just so excited. I can't even talk right now. I can't. I cannot even tell you how excited I am to just get a little handshake going and say what's up. I just can't wait. Absolutely, I'm I'm with you. Um, and speaking of next week, so it'll be a it'll be a special episode then for sure. Uh, we have Andrew Santino, Home Field Advantage. You can find that on Amazon Prime if you want to watch that this week and uh, listen to what we have to say about it and give your opinions. Uh, send it to us on Facebook, on the Nosebleed Sports Podcast, any of the uh, – whatever platform you use, uh, wherever you listen to this podcast or watch on YouTube, uh, comment. Let us know what you think about it. Let us know what you think about the uh, the episode or uh, well, yeah, what you think about this episode and what you think about the <laughs> comedy special that we watch. Uh, let us know anything you want to talk about. You have a, you take walks and you have a walking story you want to share. Go for it. Um, anything you hit know, us up. We will put you on the podcast. Call us up. We'll put you on the. Po- tell us you got one. We'll let you come on the podcast and give us a walking story with some other thug. <laughs> you got a you got a bath story. You got a good PG bath story. Um, you know we'll take it. Anything you anything you want to anything you want to talk about, let us know, and we'll uh, we'll get you involved. So next week we have the comedy special. The Mount Rushmore for next week is yours, and you already have it planned. And that is, we already know what it's going to be. The Mount Rushmore for next week is going to be uh, very similar to this week. It is going to be the uh, winter. It's going to be the Mount Rushmore of Winter Olympic Games. Very good. Very good. Can't wait to do some research on those because I have a little bit better idea now which ones are there, but I got to go back through them and and really take a good look at them. Yeah, it's going to be fun. And the Winter Olympics also, I'm sorry, the Summer Olympics start July 23rd. Can't wait for that to happen. Uh, Super stoked for that. I'm excited for our Olympic podcast. This will be our first Olympic podcast podcast coming up i cannot tell you how excited i am because we will 100 percent be covering the modern pentathlon better than anyone in the podcast realm that's right this is your this is your hub for modern pentathlon olympic games until then don't forget to turn your headlights on